Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. How are you? Happy Monday to you. And, of course, this is Memorial Day, so I'm sure many of you are joining us that have in the past not been able to because you're working full time. And so we welcome you on this wonderful holiday. And, of course, I want to pay honor and tribute to all of you who are members of Women About Biz who have served in the armed forces in some capacity. Uh, I personally want to just thank you so very, very much for participating in protecting our country, our people. Um, That is so very, very important. And, of course, I am a proud military spouse, my husband, Robert, uh, served in the Navy for more than 20-plus years, and I was right there with him. And so, again, uh, I am just in such awe of our military people because they sacrifice every single day. And today we want to pay honor to all of those people who also gave their lives for us, who fought in all of the wars that we have had uh, and participated in in our country. And so this is a very, very special day. Um, I want to right now just, again, thank all of you for participating and being on the show today. Um, As I know, and you know too, this is a holiday, so I'm going to keep it a little bit short today. And uh, we are going to be continuing on with the topic of client marketing and sales, client marketing and sales. I see my big sister on there. Hey, sis, where are you at? You're supposed to be over here. <laughs> so anyway, I want to just again thank everybody. And we're going to be talking about sales. Um, let me just put it back in order, client marketing and sales. And so that is so very, very key. Um, I have really been advocating for us as businesswomen to embrace ourselves as leaders, as CEOs of our businesses, and do what we need to do. And let's face it, it's not easy. Um, There are several challenges, let alone the fact that most of us who are members at Women About Biz are solo entrepreneurs, um, and we are doing a lot. We We are juggling a lot of different roles in our business, and yet we still have to make sure that these three things, clients, marketing, and sales, we have to make sure that these things are implemented and incorporated throughout our business on a daily basis. So today I'm going to be sharing some quick tips on ways to stay consistent in your marketing, some of the things that you need to be thinking about. Um, And if you need to revamp your marketing plan, if you need to figure out better ways to attract people to your products and services, Um, hopefully I'm going to give you some information today that will help you to start researching, start revising your marketing strategy and looking for better ways to market. It's about 12.08 after the hour, and again, this is a special woman radio show. I want to welcome all of you. And if I didn't say so, for those of you who are new to the show, I'm Trina Newby, your host. Uh, and your business success coach, and I am here to empower you with tools and resources that you'll be able to use right away. So I have a quick question for you because you know I'm going to go there, you know I'm going to ask you, which is on yesterday, Sunday evening, did you take some time to ask yourself what goals did you want to accomplish by weekend, which is normally Friday, Did you ask yourself, what is it that I want to accomplish by this weekend? And what are the tools and the tasks and the things that I will need to implement in order for that to happen? You know, all too often we have a lot of activities going on on our calendar that really don't even pertain to the goals that we actually want to accomplish. Um, And so as a result, all of that stuff gets in the way of us implementing the real tasks 
that need to be taken care of. So, again, by looking at your calendar every Sunday evening, by looking at the things that need to be taken care of, um, and then implementing the test and eliminating a lot of the activities in your calendar, uh, things that you, you thought you needed to take action on, eliminating those so that you can put your priority up front is very, very key. And, again, I just want to encourage you, if you, if you develop the habit of looking at your calendar every Sunday evening at the top of the week, if you develop that habit, it will not fail you. You will start seeing changes. You will start seeing results. So, again, I want to encourage you definitely to do that. If you have missed our past episodes of Clients Marketing and Sales for this month of May, then what I want to do is encourage you to go over to um, womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's womenaboutbiz.net. And I want to encourage you to click on podcast and listen to the previous episodes for this month. I think you'll find them um, intriguing. I think that you will find the information very useful uh, for yourself. So don't forget to do that. Very, very key. Um, and also I want to remind you that if you have not checked out some of our articles in our channels at womenaboutbiz.net, make sure you do so. Many of them are just packed full of information um, that you will be able to put to use and take some really good notes from and really see some changes in your business. So very excited about that. I want to go ahead and go right into our five questions of leadership and authority. Again, five questions of leadership and authority. As you know, I am really trying to advocate and drive the, um, the really the, the fact that in order for you to be successful, generate the type of revenue that you want in your business, six-figure, seven-figure income, that you've got to take a stronger leadership position. Um, you've got to understand that your role as the CEO and the leader is priority and that you've got to get yourself into that role. And one of the easiest ways to do so, of course, is that I developed five questions of leadership and authority that you can use to ask yourself at any time to hold yourself accountable, to put yourself in check. And so I want to go ahead and I want to share these five questions with you. And, again, I want to just let you know that you can ask these questions in any order. You can ask yourself these questions as often as you need to. But what you're going to find that happens is you're going to learn that you will have different answers for these questions at different times of your business, right? What you answered last month may not be the same thing for this month. I've had people to email me and say, Trina, I was very clear on my role as CEO last month, but this month I don't know, I'm fuzzy, I don't have as much clarity. And so this is why you have to constantly put yourself in check. And I know that these questions will help you because they're helping me tremendously. So let's go ahead and get started. Here they are, five questions of leadership and authority. Number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company. Again, this is a very, very important question because if you're not clear on the role that you should be playing as the CEO, if you're not clear on how you should be leading your company, then you know what that means is that it's not going to be very clear on anything else in your business because the leader, the CEO, is the driver of the vision of the company. The leader, the CEO, sets the pace, takes care of making the marketing decisions and how much the prices will be for products and or services. So the leader is very, very important. The leader is that ambassador. So one of the things that I have always recommended is that you create a position description for yourself as the leader uh, based on your company because each company's needs are totally different. Here's number two. What are my business priorities, right? You've got to understand as a leader that it's so important for you to know what your priorities are in your business, your sales, your tasks, um, what your goals are for that business. You've got to know and understand what they are, right? Um, and you've got to keep your uh, hands on the pulse beat of your business and always understand how to generate leads coming to you. Here's number three. This is very key because this goes hand-in-hand hand with number two. Do I have 
a bird's eye view of the following areas. And, again, it goes back to can you, in, in a glance, take a look at your business and know what's going on with sales, with marketing, um, with daily, your daily workflow? Do you know how many leads are coming into your company on a daily basis? Because that's very, very key. Listen, let me just share this quickly with you. No leads, no business. And that is the truth, right? You've got to understand that the, the whole purpose of marketing is that it is to attract and to draw people to your services and your products. And through that process, you are going to automatically generate leads. But if you're not if you don't have a marketing plan in place, if there's no consistent marketing, if there's not a daily workflow system that you have developed, then those things can't happen. And, of course, this is why today we are definitely going to be talking about, you know, how to keep your marketing consistent and why it's so very, very important. Let's go ahead and move on to number four. Number four is, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping me to execute my daily workflow? This is very, very key. You know, I can remember younger years in my business when I felt that nobody could do what I did. I felt that nobody uh, could, could market, could fix my website, could create the words for my brochure to do the things that I normally did. And because of that, I think I enslaved myself to my business. And maybe some of you who are listening right now um, can identify with what I am saying. You know, it's very easy to enslave yourself in your business and to think that you're you're the big cheese and that you're the only one that can help yourself. You're the only one that can um, do what you do, but you couldn't be further from the truth. I know I wasn't, right? And what you need to understand is that even though you are a solo entrepreneur, you are not by yourself. There are ways for you to develop a support team, a system that will support you so that you are not by yourself and doing everything. And I think that is the key to moving faster in your business. If you want to see your goals accomplished faster, if you want to see yourself um, generate income faster, then what you need to be doing is developing the power team, um, developing that support structure so that that can happen. Having a power team does a few things. Number one, it shortens your learning curve because instead of you trying to get a book to go out there and figure out how to do something, you can get someone who works in it day in and day out and who's an expert at it and they can help you. Um, instead of you trying to do all of the admin work, you can find someone to help you to do that. And I know, I hear this all the time. I hear that, oh, Trina, I hear what you're saying, and what you're saying means a whole lot. But you're forgetting about the fact that certain people don't have money and they're coming into their businesses. Certain people don't have budgets coming into their business. And so this is what I want to say to those people that feel that way. Um, for a long time, I used money as an excuse until I understood my own power and the fact that money did not make me, I make money. And until you get that through your head, you're going to always use money as an excuse. Money cannot be an excuse when you're trying to grow your business. Yes, it's, it's a common fact that we all need operating ca uh, capital. That's a, that's a known fact. But you can't allow that to hold you back from getting what you need, right? There are other ways um, to get around not having enough money to hire people. There's interns. There's people that you can get to volunteer for a limited period of time. There are students who are majoring in marketing and sales, uh, people who are on the corporate side that are wanting to volunteer. I mean, there's just a lot of ways. The thing of it is is that you've got to get structured and even develop a system of how you're going to create your support team and pull that together, right? And so money cannot be an excuse. When I recognize my own power and when I recognize the fact that money does not make me, I make it, and that I'm the one with the control over the money and that I should have never given power up to an intangible object in the first place, ooh, things just really changed for me, right? 
things changed for me because for the first time I realized that I had the power to make money. I had the power to offer services and products and things that people needed, and I just needed to understand and learn how to develop systems and strategies to bring it all together, okay? And last but not least, in the five questions of leadership and authority is do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? You see, if you're going to put a support team together, you're going to put a power team together, one of the biggest things that you've got to do is you've got to sit down and write out, first of all, who needs to be in your support structure, who needs to be on that power team, and then you have to determine um, if you delegate something to them, what are the descriptions for the delegation? Do you have a system in place? Do you have a description written, a deadline, um, timeline that you set a project or your task on? What are your expectations? You see, these things have to be passed on to the individual that you're going to actually delegate to. What you don't want to do, you guys know that word that I'm going to get ready to use. What you don't want to do is you don't want to abdicate. That's like totally give up the task of the project and just yield it to the other person without any care or concern about a follow-up system um, in place. So delegation is totally different from abdication, and delegation is what you want to learn, how to strengthen yourself in and, and a habit, a good habit, that you need to put in place. So there you have it, ladies. Five questions of leadership and authority. Um, and I just think it's so key that you keep asking yourself these questions because they are going to kick you into being the leader that you need to be. Okay? It's when you become the leader of your business. It's, because, it's when you accept the fact that no matter how small my business is, I am the CEO of my company and nobody else, that the light bulb will go off, you'll have your aha moments, and you will begin to own your leadership, right? You will begin to know your own power and understand that business success has more to do with you being the CEO and the leader of your company and knowing how to manage it than anything else because everything else is just going to fall into place, right? I mean, there are other things that contribute to businesses selling every day, lack of planning, no business plan, yes, lack of capital. However, those things um, really fall all back under leadership and how you are driving your company and how you are leading it. So, again, don't forget those most important roles that must be played in every business is three of them, right? It is laborer, the role that does a lot of the, the everyday tasking and grunt work, as we call it. Um, and then there's the management side, which is carrying out the functions and the directors of the, uh, of the CEO, pushing the vision, looking over that labor role, managing, making sure the marketing system is being implemented, and making sure that customers and clients are being serviced. And so you can't overlook that role. And then, of course, there's the last role, the most important, the entrepreneur visionary role. That's the leadership position that you've got to get yourself in. That role is the driving force behind any business. And so that is the role that you need to play most of the time, okay? And so, again, I'm going to be sharing a lot more information. I am coming up with a webinar that I will be announcing on next Monday uh, of really showing you how to get yourself into those roles, how to determine which of those roles you should be playing most of the time. So I'm going to be talking about that and getting into that in a webinar uh, that I have designed just for you, right? And so I will be giving you a date on that on next Monday. So again, ask yourself the five questions of leadership and authority as often as you need to, and always remember that you have the power. Oh, yes, my sisters, you do. You have the power to create your wealth, to create your success, and to create a successful business, but you must first recognize your power. For those of you who are listening on Facebook Live and you're at your keyboard, if you believe you have the power, go ahead and write in the comment section, I have the power. If you know and understand that at any time you can reclaim your power and start being more successful than you are right now, write in the comment section, I 
have the power. So very, very important. Again, it's about 1224 after the hour. I want to thank you for being here today and joining me on this memorial holiday. Uh, again, we want to recognize all of our armed forces. Uh, members, we want to recognize those people who have retired from the military, those people who are now out of the service that you serve just as well. We want to pay honor and tribute to you and thank you so much for your dedication for the time that you served in the U.S. military. We also want to um, be mindful of and keep sweet memories in our hearts of all of those fallen soldiers who have passed on because they died during the war or died in military service. Um, we want to still thank their families. We want to thank them for allowing uh, them to be in the military and to serve our country in such a mighty way. Thank you so much. And if you have been impacted from a family member uh, passing, know that we love you with the love of God, and we are so honored that your family member protected our country and contributed to the protection of the people of this great nation. So thank you so very much. And again, I want to thank my husband, Robert, who served 20 plus years in the military. Uh, I couldn't have done it. Uh, you know, I couldn't have even began to do it without him when he was in the military. He was a support to me. All those times I missed him, he found ways to send me letters, to send me cassette tapes. Uh, yeah, y'all, we were in the military when there was no Internet. Military spouses now can easily receive emails from their husbands, but it was a time when that was not possible and there was no internet around. And I remember waiting weeks on end, not knowing how he was doing, what was going on. It would drive me up a wall, but he always found subtle ways to surprise me and always make me feel comfortable uh, with knowing that I was in his thoughts and that he was safe and sound. So again, you know, it is quite an experience of being in the military, whether you are a family member or whether you are actually the military member. So um, again, this day to me is very, very special. I want to go ahead and move on as we just read the five questions of leadership and authority. Um, as you know, all this month and probably next month, we've been talking about the book No Excuses by Brian Tracy, and all of the things that that book is talking about is so very vital in you being the best leader that you can be for your business. Uh, I want to just quickly talk. We're not going to read from the book today, but I want to just talk about embracing the habit of no excuses. And actually, what does that mean when you say no excuses? You see, here's the thing. We can all have valid reasons why certain things aren't happening in our business and why we aren't taking action on certain things in our business, right? I mean, there's a lot of valid reasons why. However, it's still an excuse because what an excuse is is justification as to why something is not being done. So an excuse is just an excuse, but what we want to do is we want to adopt the no excuse policy because just as we have valid reasons as to why something something is not happening in our business, we can also create valid reasons of how to be proactive and make sure that if something has to take place or if there are urgencies, what are the secondary plans of action so that our businesses can keep moving forward. And so, again, um, no excuses is very, very important. Now, here we are moving towards six months out from the end of the year, and there are some important things as the CEO of your company that you need to be paying attention to. If you plan on generating any kind of income, the first thing I would say that you've got to do is adopt the no excuses policy into your business and in your mindset, right? It means by any means necessary, I am going to accomplish my goals I am going to be a proactive leader, a queen of proactivity, and I'm going to do things ahead of time. I'm going to plan out. You know, that was one of the hardest things for me, and it continues to be um, a challenge for me because sometimes I'm moving so fast and sometimes I'm doing so many things and I want to just handle them all at the same time that 
I have a tendency not to plan ahead. And every time I don't plan ahead, I always get snapped in the behind with something that fell through the cracks or something that didn't happen, or I don't see my goal accomplished. So I've done it enough times now to really understand why I need to plan ahead, okay? And so as we are looking at generating that income for the rest of the year, what I really think that you need to do is, number one, I think you need to get in your quiet space, um, set aside a couple of planning days or even a planning week if necessary because it's just that serious because you've got to get zoned in. You've got to get focused on what you want for the rest of the year. And some of the things that you need to be doing is, number one, you've got to reset your goal, right? You've got to look at what is it that I really want to happen and experience for the rest of this year. Okay, you've got to look at what didn't work the previous six months. You know, if you've got some marketing that you've been doing and you're constantly doing it, but nothing's happening with it, you're not generating any leads, then that marketing system's got to be revamped. It's got to be thrown out, and, and you've got to figure out what does work, right? So that's the first thing is revamping your goals, okay? The second thing is that when you set goals, it doesn't stop there. First of all, You've got to look at your calendar and determine what the deadline for each of those goals are going to be. That's very key, right? That's setting milestones. That's figuring out when do I want to see this goal accomplished because that is going to, first of all, set your baseline for what needs to happen next. Now, what needs to happen next is that you need to put your support structure in place to support those goals. So that means for every goal that you, you want to accomplish by year end, you need to have a list tasks to support those goals, okay? Um, you cannot have goals without tasks, so you need to have tasks. Now, because you've already set your goals in the deadline, you can now set your tasks to each of your goals and, and set deadlines for each of your tasks leading up to the deadline of the goal, which is so very key. Now, there's some other things that go into tasks. Um, that I've shared before, but just quickly, don't forget that with tasks, you have to, number one, determine if there are any challenges to you accomplishing the task, and if so, you have to find a solution. Number two, you have to determine if you're going to delegate the task or keep it yourself to do, and either way, you've got to plot it in your calendar. You've got to write it out. And then number three, right, you have got to make sure that if you delegate it, that you create a description and you set guidelines and parameters and expectations to get that task or that project accomplished, right? And then, of course, um, as you set your task to support your goals, number three is you've got to follow up. You've got to follow up. That's so very, very key. So right now what I'm sharing with you is that these are things that you've got to go back over these are things that you've got to get, keep getting yourself in the habit of doing, right? And so we talked about establishing, reestablishing your goals. We talked about, you know, setting your support structure to support your goals. The next thing we really want to talk about is mindset. Girl, let me tell you something. The mind is a powerful thing, and the more you understand about how you operate and uh, how you get yourself to do things, the more you're going to be able to move into your leadership position, okay? Here's the thing about mindset. The type of mindset that you need to, ha you need to have has to have, have to do with being, uh, having unshakable faith. It has to do with you believing that you can accomplish those goals, that you can get those things done. But the only way that the belief is going to take place is that if you take action. And if you aren't willing to take action, if you're a procrastinator, if it's hard for you to get yourself to take action, then that's what, what you've got to deal with. You've got to get yourself out of a procrastinative habit and into an action-driven habit and start taking action on your goals, start taking action on your task. And sometimes you just have to sit yourself down and you have to give yourself, yeah, you have to verbally give yourself a good talking to and say, listen, girl, you're trying to generate $100,000 within the next six months or you're trying to generate 30000 or 20000 or 10000 within the next six months. That can't happen without you being the leader that you need to be for your business, and that can't happen if you're not going to be proactive and plan this thing out and create a support structure for yourself. So you need to get your behind, sit down, 
look in your calendar, schedule a week or schedule a few days, however much time you need to plan this, this masterpiece out so that you can start taking action to it and, and getting things done. If you're not going to do that, then maybe you need to, to sit down and ask yourself that all too often question that we don't want to ask, do you really want to be in business? Do you really want a successful business? Is it really for you? Because as the leader, you've got some things you've got to take care of, and that can't happen if you're not willing to put your mindset and get your mindset to where it needs to be. And that's what I try to do here on Successful Woman Radio. I try to help you to understand the mindset needed to be a successful businesswoman and also be successful in life. Again, for those of you who have just dialed in, because I see people are still dialing in, this is Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz, and of course, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I want to thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who are listening. Hey, it looks like we have a full board on Blog Talk Radio, so again, I want to thank you again for listening. Make sure you mark the calendar for 12 noon every single Monday. And for those of you that are not familiar with Successful Woman Radio, the show is all about providing women in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. That's what it's all about. And I'm going to ask you guys for for a special favor. Um, as we come to a close with our topic, sales, marketing, and clients, I want to ask you guys for the month of June to invite at least two businesswomen that you know. Again, two businesswomen that you know um, to join you at 12 noon on Successful Woman Radio during the month of March. So every week, invite two businesswomen that you know to join you on the show, okay? And um, we want to spread the word. We want to let as many women know as possible that there is a positive environment that they can tune into every Monday at 12 noon. Um, many business women really say that the show helps them to set the pace for Monday because it reminds them of things that they have to do. And so, again, you know, put it in your calendar. Put an alarm on for 12 noon Eastern time every single Monday, and then invite two other women that you know who are either in business, want to be in business, invite them to tune in to the show as well. For those of you with a pen in hand, the show phone number is 347-637-2589. Again, the show number is 347-637. Let me just make sure I give you the right number. Sometimes I forget it myself later. 347 347- Six three seven two five eight nine. I said it correctly. Three four seven six three seven two five eight nine. I was having a senior moment. The phone numbers just literally left out of my mind. For those of you who have not hit your forty zone yet, don't worry. You'll you'll start experiencing it. For those of you who have hit the forty zone and passed the forty zone like me, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, we're moving on. So I want to just quickly share with you a couple of things that are getting ready to take place. Uh, we have been pushing um, the 100K movement. We're continuing to push that hard. I know that I am sharing and inviting people into the Women About Biz community on Facebook. And so I want to ask you also, just as you are inviting a couple of women each week to join you on the Successful Woman Radio Show, I also want to ask you to um, invite women to join the Facebook community. Now, if you are not a member of the Women About Biz Facebook community, what I want you to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. I want you to click on community, and once you're on the community page, all you need to do is just complete the simple form that is there on the page, and I will automatically invite you um, to be in the group and add your name, okay? So that is all that you need to do. If you're already a member of the Women About Biz Facebook group, such as all of you who are listening via Facebook Live, then what you need to do is go ahead and invite your Facebook friends who you know are in business into the group. All you have to do uh, is just 
you know, go ahead and invite them. As a matter of fact, when you're in the Facebook group, you look to the right-hand column. If you're looking from your desktop, you'll automatically see friends that you can invite in the group and just invite them. Um, if you if you don't want to do that, then you can give us a mention on your personal page and just say, hey, I belong to Women About This community. I listen to their radio show. They give good resources and drop the link to the Facebook group right there in your personal page. So the 100K program itself is all about bringing 100,000 women into the Women About Biz community on Facebook, right? And we are gaining more momentum, and people are inviting, but we need to be inviting people more. And so if you go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on blog, you will see the write-up about the 100K program, and you will see um, five ways for you to participate in the program, okay? So the first thing is that we ask you to do in participating is join our free membership at Women About Biz. You just simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on join, and join join us because you'll get more benefits and you'll be able to be kept in the loop on the happenings and the benefits and some of the bonuses that we give out to um, free members. And then number two Join the Facebook community. For those of you who are listening from Blog Talk Radio, if you have not joined our Facebook community yet, you simply just go to your Facebook and in the search bar put Women About Biz. Now, pay attention. You want to join the group. If you've already liked the fan page, that's fine, but it may, may take you to the fan page, so you'll just like the fan page and then go over to the group and ask for uh, access to the group as well. And then number three, we ask that you invite three to five business women weekly into the group, okay? And, of course, um, that is going to continue to help. And when you invite those three to five women, introduce them. You know, let everybody know that you just invited some people. Tell them, you know, welcome, connect them. And then number four, use yourself to connect with new members in the community. When someone is new to the group, this is your opportunity to develop a relationship with them. You don't want to pounce on them and try to sell your service or product to them right away. But what you want to know is that let them know is that they have a friendly person in the group who's reaching out and connecting with them, and eventually you guys can get to know each other more. One of the things that you can do as you connect with people in the group is that you can create a connection call, uh, you know, invite them to a connection call, add them as a friend, um, and then you guys can talk one on one and and share what each of you do in your businesses and how you might be able to support one another. And then lastly, number five is that you can spread the news about the 100K movement through your social networks doing live networking. Um, there is, right there in the blog write-up, there is a 100K banner that all you need to do is right now click and save, and you can put that on your personal page um, and let people know, hey, join our 100K movement. And then you can give them a link to the blog article right there on the Women About Biz website. So again, those are the five ways that you can actually participate. And for those of you who are already participating, I want to give you a big shout-out and a big thank you um, because I appreciate you, and I, I appreciate the fact that you recognize that it's us together as women helping one another and bringing women into the group that will expand our capabilities of connecting, developing relationships, and even some collaborations later on by bringing that many women into the Women About This group. So thank you, thank you for participating. I want to go ahead now and I want to uh, talk about our topic at hand, which is uh, clients, which is so important, clients, marketing, and sales. And so I want to talk about that from the perspective of marketing today. Um, you know, one of the things that I know about marketing is that it's a system that is complex. Marketing is just not a simple thing, and I think you need to stop treating it like we're going to print out a flyer and that's all we need to do. I think we really need to understand marketing and what is very, very important with it, okay? And so I just want to remind all of you of some, some things as you 
probably look at revamping your marketing strategy for this next six months, I want to remind you of some things that just really have to happen in order for you uh, to to have consistent marketing, to see it happen consistently, okay? The first thing is I think a lot of the times uh, as business women, it's easy to run away from marketing and then say you, you don't know what's going on, your business is not making money. But what you need to understand is that clients, Sales and marketing are the top three things that's important if you're in your business. If you say you can't do anything else and you're not sure what you should be focusing on, it's those three things that you should actually be focusing on, okay? Client, marketing, and sales. And let no one tell you anything different. I know what I'm talking about because uh, I have been able to generate a great income because I am focusing on client, sales, and marketing. And so... Um, I want you guys to have the experience that I have of, and the aha moments that I have had with knowing how to create a consistent marketing strategy. So with that said, the first thing you need to also get clear about what marketing is is that marketing is a system, right? It's a system of techniques and strategies that work together to attract people to what you have to offer. And there's all kinds of systems, all kinds of strategies, all kinds of things going on in the world of marketing that you could be doing. But what you've got to understand is that you can't be a copycat. And just because you see somebody using a particular marketing strategy, you're going to do the same thing because it may not work for your type of business, right? It may not work for your, your type of client or customer. So you really need to understand who your target client or customer is, right? And with that said, you need to create an avatar or a character profile um, of your typical client or your typical customer. Who is it that mostly is going to purchase from you? Um, What is it about that person that makes them your target customer or client? How old are they? How much money do they typically make? Where do they hang out on social media? Where, where, uh, what type of things do they like to attend? Um, what is it about them? Are they male or female? Do you have more female customers, more male customers, what? So you need to create that character profile, that avatar, as they call it today, about, about your customer. And if you say, well, I don't know, well, listen, when you created your business, you had an idea of who you wanted uh, to purchase your products or services, right? Uh, you know that you're attracted to the type of products and services that you offer. And if that's the case, start with yourself and ask yourself, okay, what's my age range? I know that I'm female. Um, what is it that I like to do? Where do I hang out? What is about that product or service that attracts me? Start with your own self and then move out from there, right? And then for those of you who already have customers, one of the things that would be good to ask your customers is how did you learn about the product or service and um, what is it that you like about the service? And also look at the profile of your customers. Look at the makeup of your type of customers, right? And the wonderful thing about having current customers is that you can send them short surveys to ask them Things. You can, um, in, in exchange, you can give them bonuses and, and, and discounts and different things to encourage them to incentivize uh, the survey so that they will return the survey to you. So again, um, I think it's very, very key that you have clarity in that area, right? Once you are clear on your target market and, and who your target customer is, that's going to help you with coming up with the wording of what to say and how you want to market and what marketing techniques you actually want to use, okay? Very, very key. The next thing I want to let you know is that, again, just as you don't have to be by yourself and running your company, managing your company, you don't have to be by yourself in trying to come up with a marketing plan or a strategy that that you don't necessarily have the experience to do. So, it's important that you take a look at finding a marketing consultant, finding someone that that has a proven track record of helping people to put together their marketing plan. Now, I am not a marketing expert. However, I am able to help you get started with understanding how to set up a marketing strategy. 
But what you need to do is I would refer you to a marketing consultant, someone who works in marketing day in and day out and knows all the bells and whistles and knows whether you're on a budget or whether you have a certain budget or no budget, how, how to get something going, right? Very, very important. So even if you don't have a, a budget in marketing, you need to have something, right? At the very least, two or $300 a month that you can use in um, using that money towards some type of marketing, okay? Very, very important. Some of the other things I think is very key is, is you need to pay attention to competition, you need to pay attention to what they are doing. And if they seem to be successful, you need to take a look at um, what type of marketing techniques they are using and what attracts you about their marketing techniques, okay? You also need to make sure, if at all possible, that you join an industry trade association because oftentimes they do a lot of market research themselves. Oftentimes um, they are sharing with one another what is working marketing-wise and what is not working. And so, again, you need to take a look at that. Very, very key. But what happens when you have your marketing strategy but you actually need to be consistent with what you do? What happens with that? Well, the first thing I want to let you know is that keeping consistent in marketing has a lot to do with how well planned you are because you have some people that are jumpers in marketing. That means they jump on the next marketing bandwagon just because they saw somebody else marketing that way and without even knowing whether it actually works or not, right? You don't want to be a jumper. You want to be a planner. You want to be a proactive queen. You want to plan things ahead of time with your marketing. And so that is what's going to help you be very, very consistent with your marketing. The next thing that's going to help you be consistent with your marketing is the tools that you're using. I would venture to say to, to, in today's time, um, in this 21st century, that probably about 50 to 60% of your marketing can be automated okay, on the Internet. And what that means is that you need to understand the process of automation and what actually um, will help you in automating your marketing system, okay? And so, again, I'm not going to get deep into the process of automation, but know that this is one of the things that will help your marketing be consistent because once you set up an automated system, once you set up your autoresponders, uh, put all of your tools together, then a lot of that is going to just, just automatically be automated, right, the process. Someone's going to sign up on a, a form, they're going to receive an automated um, email response, and then they're going to receive a series of emails um, that is inviting them to be a part of whatever it is that you have to offer, but you're also adding value. You're going to add um, giving them something throughout that series of emails. And so, again, this is what it's all about. And so you've got to understand that today in the 21st century, automated processes and marketing is really a must. Uh, at one time where um, big companies were not even looking at Internet marketing. And that is why maybe as little as five to seven years ago, it was still easy to get on the Internet, put your website up, people type in your type of business, and, and it'll pop, your business will pop up on the first or second page. It's not that way anymore. Now the corporate world has realized the power of the Internet, and as a result, they are – putting their money in the Internet and in Internet marketing. And so what that does is that it, it actually eliminates many opportunities that we would have had in the past uh, to effectively market. It actually eliminates the number of opportunities that we do have. So that is why it's so important for you right now is to really learn about automation, marketing automation, and how important that is. And I think it's also very important to learn about organic marketing as well. Organic marketing is um, not necessarily that you're not using any money, but it is you being able to use a lot of the free resources, okay, a lot of the free resources to market your business effectively by the phrases, the keyword phrases, how you effectively are, are leading people back to your website and to a particular offer. And I do think that there is a way to do organic marketing very inexpensively to where 
people are responding because a lot of people respond to my organic marketing. And so, but you've got to understand and know that you've got to plan it all out. You've got to plan and have a marketing system in place, okay? The other thing I want to share with you in reference to being consistent with your marketing is that if you're going to be on the Internet, and this is something that I am really working hard on that I've got to improve in, if you're really going to be on the Internet, I think it's going to be very, very key for you to be consistent when you're on social media, okay? Um, I think you've got to use yourself in the branding process, and you've got to learn how to brand yourself. Because if the truth be told, if you want to know what makes you different, what is going to be the separating factor for you and your competitors, it's you. You are the determining factor that's different. Your competitors can't be you. So how do you begin to brand yourself? How do you begin to become the go-to person? How do you begin to become the recognizable voice or face of your business, right? Because being the CEO of your company, this is so very, very important, right? This is very, very key that you understand that you should be the ambassador of your business. And I can't talk enough about that. You must be the ambassador for your business, and that is very, very key. So, again, um, you have to brand yourself. And then when you brand yourself, you must be consistent. So I want to give you some ideas on, first of all, how to be consistent with yourself on branding, okay? The first thing I think is very, very key is that um, you should tell your story, okay? That's very important. So what story is it that you have to tell? So it really depends on the type of product or service that you are providing. For example, when I tell my story, my story is that, you know, I was a military spouse, and um, I wasn't working at the time, and there used to be so much discrimination towards military spouses that I couldn't find the type of job that I needed. And as a result, I turned to starting a business, and that's how I got into the world of business. But I also talk about it makes sense to me now as I look back on it because as a little girl, I was always very creative with coming up with ways to make money. I was always playing secretary. I was always playing office. I was always trying to start somebody's club, always trying to do something that would generate money. And so that excited me even when I was little. And so I tell that story, and I have a lot of people that will say, wow, that really resonates with me, or yes, I was a military spouse, and it was difficult to find a job at one time um, during, during the time I was uh, in the military with my husband. You know, So again, you want to look for commonalities, and you want to look for things that people can identify with. Some of you have created products, or some of you are selling products as a result of trying the product for yourself and realizing that it was something that you needed and you knew that there were other people who needed the same thing, so you became passionate about it. Well, that's your story. Some of you who are service providers um, can tell your story about why you decided to provide a particular type of service. If you're a coach or a professional, why did you become a coach? Why, why do you have this need to help that group of people, right? And so... But the one thing that you need to know is that you have many stories that you can tell. I have stories to tell if I'm a military, as a military spouse. I have stories to tell about um, fighting the odds um, through illness and running a business anyway. I have stories to tell about, um, you know, um, failing in business, filing bankruptcy, starting all over again. I have all kinds of stories. And so the thing of it is is that you have to know how to do it softly and how to generate an interest in what you have. Now, Facebook Live is perfect for this because you don't have to write out an article or anything. You can just get on Facebook and just start talking, but you should talk, not scramble, but you should talk systematically by jotting down a few points, saying what you want to say, um, you know, record, pre-recording it on your phone recorder, listening to it, tuning it up, and then doing a Facebook Live and sharing it, Right. And calling people to ask and say, hey, if you if you have experienced this, comment in the in the comments, you know. Um, and so it it just starts there. 
I know people who started out with Facebook Live, they only had one or two people watching them, and now they've got thousands of people watching them. And those thousands of people, a large percentage of them, are taking action on what they are recommending, okay? And so Facebook Lives are very important. So if you're going to brand yourself, that is a good way to do it. Also, I want to say if you're going to brand yourself, think about the image that you are trying to portray, okay? Um, Most of the time, you want to look at the colors that you wear. You want to look at how you wear your hair. You want to look at, um, you know, you want to look at your style. You, you, who are you trying to reach, which is so very, very important. You know, one of the biggest things that I know that I always try to watch out for is that I try to make sure that my clothes are not dated because if I'm trying to reach millennials, if I'm trying to reach out to people you know, I want to be up to date in my style. I want to be up to date with what I have on. And so, again, I want to recommend to you that you pay attention to those things. But also, um, you can brand yourself by the way you speak, and the and your voice can be a brand. You also uh, might be thinking about, well, hey, like just like Trina, I may want to do a blog talk radio show. Be more than happy to show you how, right? And so, again, that is what you are actually wanting to do is is to be consistent in marketing. One of the ways that will help you is to be that ambassador for your business and be consistent with your own personal brand and branding yourself. I think that's very, very key, okay? I also think it's very, very key um, to make sure that your website is up to date because you can't be consistent. Listen, your website becomes the house of your business. Where does your business live? Your business lives at your website, just like you live at your home, and that is your stationary location. Your website is the stationary location for your business, and so you can't be consistent if you don't have a stationary place for your business to live. Why? It's because everything that you do in marketing should end back up at your house of uh, where your business lives, and that is on your website. So if, if, if you're driving people to your website or a particular page on your website but you don't have the right uh, sign-up form up, um, it's difficult for people to know where to go on your website. Your website's not user-friendly. Uh, you don't have a getting started link so people will know. Um, if you don't have, you have the products up but you don't have pictures of the product, you just have a name of the product so people can't even see what they're getting. All those are things that you need to take care of in order to maintain consistency, okay? You need to make sure that, again, that you're able to be very, very consistent. And so branding yourself, uh, making sure that you have the right tools in place um, is going to help you to be consistent. And then what's really going to help you with, with marketing consistency is that you have a marketing schedule, right? You have a marketing schedule. Um, there are there are marketing campaigns. A marketing campaign means that you're doing a special marketing um, strategy for a specific amount of time. So you you would have to have the dates that that's going to run. It would need to be all set up, and that is that is going to be put on the calendar. And then you have your everyday marketing things that's happening in marketing, um, which is very very important. Um, you would need to also schedule that. And this is very key because if you decide to have a virtual assistant to help you um, market your business, then you're going to need these things written down and scheduled out and planned out in a calendar anyway. So I hope this is helping you in understanding ways that you can be consistent in marketing. Now, one last thing I want to say. Um, if you are not using a calendar, that's the first thing you need to do. You need to use a good calendar. I always recommend Google Calendar because you can use it on your desktop, on your phone, and it, it will sync up, so that's really good. But the other thing in helping you to plan is you really need to think about using a, um, a customer relations or a client relations manager. And the one that I've been recommending is Capsule, C-R-M, C-A-P-S-U-L-E. CRM. Go take a look at it. They've got a great free offer, uh, a membership offer uh, that you can use for up to 250 contacts with all of the full features, so check it out, okay? 
So that's all I have for today. I thought I was going to be able to cut the show down a little bit, but I had a lot on my um, uh, my itinerary for you today, so I wanted to get it all in. I want to remind you to please go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on blog, and read about the 100K program and participate. Um, I've given you ways that you can participate, and I just want you to join in with us and bring 100,000 women into the Women About Biz community on Facebook. So don't forget, start inviting women to our Women About Biz Facebook group today. I want to thank all of you for being on the show, and I wish you productivity this week, and I wish you accomplishing your goals. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.